or you find him riding his bike down the street, but he's actually not on the bike. He's on this, he's standing on the seat of the bike and he's going to hop over that hill. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to Adventure Parenting with Grace. I am Lori Donahue, and this is the Gospel Parenting Podcast, where we will walk with you through the joys of parenting and the most painful challenges so you can rise with courage, practical strategies, and hope to parent with purpose. We welcome back Christy Griffith for the second podcast. If you missed the first one, it was podcast number six. Go back and listen to that first. I think you will really enjoy this because she talks about how personality traits can be positive or negative and how we shape them toward the positive if we're seeing too much negative. And she also talks a little bit about the shame or the feeling-based personalities. And then I love it when she talks about how our actions are different from our identity. So listen close because here we go. And then there's the child who is feeling shame, mm-hmm. and you would approach that child differently. God does not change, but mm-hmm. he will change the way he approaches us. He knows when we need grace and mercy, and he yes. knows when we need to be shown that we're yes. not always right. So yes. we have a God that does that. And so as parents, we probably want to emulate God and and how he deals with us. Yes. Would you think? Absolutely. Okay. Do you think that our kids just tend toward one personality or do you think they could be a blend of personalities? What, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, that's a good question. And I think too, because we grow as people mm-hmm. and so we have our core. I think we're only one personality, one motivation at our core, but we have where we can integrate into healthy aspects that are going to look they're going to take on traits that look like a different personality. And then we have our unhealthy aspects that could look like a different personality type. So I think our motivation, Lori, never changes. Mm. So I am a shame. I'm in the shame category. I take in information with feeling first. Mm-hmm. Now, that's great. But as I grow as a person, I'm not as affected by my feelings. Mm-hmm. I might tend as I grow, Lord willing, in healthier ways, a lot of the times, I'll tend to look at things a little more objectively. I'll tend to want to have a little more fun in my life. I'll go out without makeup on and in grubby clothes, you know, so I'm not as affected as I grow. And there are some of us that are very balanced, Lori, that will look like, well, you look like this one and this one and this one all at the same time, because we have a tendency to be a little bit more balanced. So we really have to focus on what is our, what is motivating us? Mm -hmm. Why do I need to hoard all of those things? Why do I look like a prepper? Mm -hmm. Well, if, if anything happens, I want to be prepared. Mm -hmm. Well, that's more of a fear based personality type. So now what do I do with that? Am I, Is it keeping me from trusting the Lord? Is it also helpful? Well, maybe both. And I I know that some personalities are hard. If you do a personality test, sometimes it's harder to find your type because you are looking like other types. 
because you're either in a really healthy place or an unhealthy place or um, so I think it's the motivation. It's why is my son responding the way he's responding? Is he just mean? Mm -hmm. Is he <laughs> a bully? Is he, um, does he have some other problem going on? It, mm -hmm. it, there's a motivation. There's a reason mm -hmm. that he's kicking back. Mm -hmm. um, the way he's kicking. Mm -hmm. So to find that and to what I do is I just look for consistencies and my kids are old enough now that I've seen a lot of consistencies mm -hmm. because when they're little, you know, before age five, they're really malleable. I think that's when their personality is developing. There are some going back to the nurture or nature, the, the way that they are reacting to the world is directly related to how we're treating them so if you have had some abandonment if you feel or if you've had a lot of pressure put on you mm -hmm. it's going to change how you view what the world thinks of you well i think i have to be perfect now because there's a lot of pressure on me at home to make sure that everything is just so i mean that's just an example i'm throwing out there mm -hmm. Right. You know, in the case of my third son, I was in a very anxious place in my life. I had some some actual aggression coming at me from outside my home. Mm -hmm. And I was anxious a lot. So I wasn't always present. You know, this is I'm not able to function like I needed to function. And so that little sweet child says, I got to help mommy. Because the only way I can get anything out of her is if I'm bringing her a blanket or I'm bringing her a glass of water or this is how I'm getting her attention, you know. Mm -hmm. So I have to make sure that I'm going out of my way to make sure he feels loved and he feels really appreciated without him doing anything for me. Mm -hmm. So I'm now overcompensating <laughs> a little bit because that was the circumstance at the time and I was doing the best that I could at that time mm -hmm. and so that i think steered him this way i'm going to see the world this way mm -hmm. yeah yeah that's interesting um and there is i think there is an aspect of the same personality traits either being very positive and give us the ability to make a real positive effect on the world or they can be negative and give us the ability to be destructive and oh, so yeah so if we know our child's personality how do we steer them mm -hmm. toward the positive way rather than toward the the more destructive for themselves and possibly somebody else gosh way? you are how do we steer that yes you are absolutely right i think gosh I, i've got examples in every one of these um triads here um yes so let's take an, a more aggressive type the, the little kid that you find him on the top of the refrigerator or you find him riding his bike down the street but he's actually not on the bike he's on this he's standing on the seat of the bike and he's gonna hop over that hill <laughs> i had a brother who loved superman you know we, were, we grew up in the 70s and he tied some of my mom's thread onto him so he could jump out of the tree, you know, and not actually fall on the ground with the thread, you know? <laughs> yeah. 
So that kid, what an adventurer, you know, and you're always having to bring him back, you rein him back in and, you know, he's pushing you and he's hitting you and he's doing these seemingly aggressive, strong, destructive things. And not just boys, but girls too can have an aggressive. Mm -hmm, I can. Well, well, that child can grow up to take on the world, to be a coach, a teacher, a motivator, the leaders of, of our companies. But I've seen those same adults turn around and tear down entire communities with their aggressiveness Mm -hmm. and destroy people's lives. I've witnessed it firsthand. Mm -hmm. So there are definitely both sides of the coin. So you see that behavior. And I think uh, I even had this happen today with one of my kids. He did something opposite what he normally would do. And I said, son, thank you for doing that. Thank you for being conscientious of what I needed right at that very moment. Mm-hmm. And it's it's not one that has the mercy gifts at all, you know, but he all of a sudden did something in a servant's way mm-hmm. that I don't normally see him just automatically doing. And so I, I think reinforcing, it's important to reinforce specifically and intentionally the the things that you're seeing them acting that are good so saying things too lori like thank you for acting responsibly not thank you for being a responsible person Mm. because a they may not feel responsible b they may not be responsible and do i want them to connect their self-worth with being responsible. And so now I've always got to be responsible in order to be worthy. Oh, wow. That's a... Thank you for acting, you know. Thank you for acting in a conscientious manner and noticing what I needed at that moment. Thank you for helping me do this. Yeah. As opposed to thank you for being helpful. Thank you for being loving. Thank Mm -hmm. you for... Thank you for acting in a loving way toward your brother. He really needed that hug at that moment Mm. or... That's whatever good. that was. So reinforcing the good is really helpful. And then placing restrictions on, let's go back to the aggressive child. They walk past their brother in the hallway and hit him in the head. <laughs> <laughs> we don't hit in our home. We don't do that. Mm-hmm. And so one thing I have found helpful, the older they get with the younger kids, discipline consistently how you choose to discipline. For some parents that is spanking your child for behaviors that they already know they shouldn't do. Be consistent at that young age and put those boundaries on them in the way that you and your spouse have chosen to do that. When they're probably starting about age nine, probably nine to 11, and they're more reasonable and their brain, you'll see their brain start firing a little bit differently because they're gonna fire you. Mom, <laughs> I already know that. You don't need to keep telling me that, you know, or whatever it is. They'll, you'll know when it starts to switch. But a good method is just to give them two choices. So um, trying to give you some actual examples of, of things I've dealt with. I had uh, one child that I had to bring with me to an event that I was hosting and there was no way out of it. He just needed to come. Well, he walked into the house hoping to see one of his friends there. Friend wasn't there. He blew up. 
just got really angry. Well, blah, blah, blah. And then he's yelling at me in front of the guests that I'm hosting now. And this is not our home. And there was pizza there to eat. But no, he refused to eat that. He refused to do everything. I said, come on out to the front porch with me. Just calmly. Come on out. And I said, I give you two choices. You may sit on the front porch for the next two hours while I host this event. That's fine. Mm -hmm. Or your second choice is come on in quietly, have your piece of pizza, and join us inside. I thought he would choose the porch, Lori. He, the door didn't even close, and he was following me the rest of the evening. So when you give your child a choice at a reasoning age, two choices, you get to make up the choices. Mm-hmm. So it's not like, well, fine, I'm just going to. You're, you're saying this or this. Yeah. It helps them take ownership, but it also holds up the boundary. Mm-hmm. And they know that's the boundary. And you, and you know in your parenting and in the studies you've done, boundaries do make us all feel safe, don't they? Yes, they do. We want boundaries. We just do as finite human beings. Mm-hmm. So I have found that two choice method very effective because they take ownership in what they've done now if they don't follow through with that they deal with my choice at yeah. That point. <laughs> yeah and i'll be honest lori there are times i've got boys right yeah go sit in your bed your dad needs to deal with this one when he gets home. <laughs> <laughs> right i had a friend once whose daughter was railing against her she was probably 13 or 14 and her mom was coming to meet me for dinner at a fancy restaurant and she said i give you two choices you skip this event tomorrow that you want to go to or you come with me mm-hmm. and she made her sit in the lobby of this restaurant <laughs> for the whole evening that- while we enjoyed a glass of wine and a nice dinner and that was That's her choice she because she didn't want to miss the event the next yeah. day yeah yeah and her mom knew that so her mom knew that whatever it was she her mom really didn't want to leave her in the state that she was in so she gave her two choices one that she knew she wouldn't pick and one that the mom really wanted her to pick which of course she did so we've just got to be a little bit ahead of our children yeah yeah, for sure now when you pick two choices do you have to be sure that you can live with either choice because if you're giving them the choice we can't steer them toward one choice. We have to live with either choice. That's right. And also, Lori, I'm not a quick thinker. So <laughs> honestly, yeah, the best thing to do is first to breathe, to stand mm-hmm. there in that moment. I have no idea what to do with this child right now. So breathing then for me connects me to my body. For some people that are more body reactors, it's now gonna connect them to their head. But I'm living up here and in my feelings all the time, I don't know how to act sometimes. I don't know how to react. Yeah. So I begin breathing and just feel my body now. Now I've got head, heart, and body happening. Mm -hmm. And now I can pray. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And I pray and sometimes the answer does not come. I don't know what two choices to give to this child. I don't know what to do with this child. So I will say, I need to think about this. Okay. 
do this while I think about it, or I'm going to get back to you yeah. and know that what you've done, I still need to, to deal with. Yeah. Interesting. But I need to, I need to take some time and pray about this. And that's okay. Especially when they're older, because they need to take some time and think about how they're going to handle life differently, possibly, hopefully in a better way next time. Absolutely. This finishes the second part of Christy's interview. Next week, we'll pick up right where we left off. She'll talk about what to do when our kids are exactly like us and what to do when they are nothing like us at all. She will also talk about conflict and communication. So be sure not to miss next week. Subscribe, subscribe, wherever you listen to your podcasts. And I'm also thinking of having a weekly Zoom session for talking about these podcasts or whatever else you want to talk about. If there's enough interest, it'll begin in September. So let me know if this interests you. I look forward to your being with me next week at Adventure Parenting with Grace podcast. Farewell for now, and remember, rest in the Lord this week. <laughs>